Reverend Dr. Autumn Renee Allen here with Divine Life Dialogues, and with me is... Reverend Michael Scott Allen, M.D. And we want to welcome you back to Divine Life Dialogues, and we're actually going to be talking about peace again today. This is part two. And we talked about so many different aspects of peace, but the thing that I hope you got from the last uh, podcast was this idea that there are ways for you to get, put yourself in a position to hear the voice of God, because that's what our objective is for you, is for you to learn how to do that so that eventually... You will be in relationship and communication with the Holy Spirit 24-7. So with that, we're going to be talking about Peace Part 2. And we're talking about the obstacles to peace. Okay, And these are, are the obstacles that are defined by Jesus in A Course in Miracles. And... He says that our relationship is a temple of healing, a place where all weary ones can come and find rest. And here's the rest that waits for all. And it's brought near to all by your relationship. The extension of the Holy Spirit's purpose from your relationship to others to bring them gently in has already begun. This is the way in which God brings means and goal in line. The peace He laid deep within both of you, meaning inside of us and inside of you, will quietly extend to every aspect of your lives, surrounding both of you with a glowing happiness and calm awareness of complete protection. And you will carry its message of love and safety and freedom to everyone who draws nigh unto your temple where healing awaits for him. Now, the, healing, the Holy Spirit asks that you offer the God self of everyone a resting place where you will rest in God. He answered you and entered your relationship. What would you not now return his graciousness and enter into a relationship with him? Would you not now? Excuse me. Is it tight? You cannot see the Holy Spirit, but you can see your brothers truly. And the light in them will show all that you need to see. And when the peace in you has been extended to encompass everyone, the Holy Spirit's function here will be accomplished. What need is there for seeing then? 
And when God has taken the last step himself, the Holy Spirit will gather all your thanks and gratitude that you've offered him and lay them gently before his creator in the name of his most holy son. And the Father will accept them in his name. So what are the obstacles to getting there? Remember, we're talking about the journey to eternal life and avoiding the death march, right? Right. Okay. So let's talk. Jesus says there are four obstacles to peace. Okay. They're all in our minds, but they're, they're still there, you know, for most of us. We have, to, we have to overcome these obstacles in order to reach that place of peace that surpasses all understanding. And he says that the first obstacle that we have to, that, that peace has to flow across is your desire to get rid of it. Whoa. Okay. So he goes on further to say, you know, this is your ego's desire to get rid of it. Why? Why would, why would the ego that you have created want to get rid of peace when in your heart you know you need it? Well, I have a theory, but... Okay, go ahead. Well, the ego desperately wants to give itself a reason for being. Exactly. So if, it, if it creates conflict, then it has to, it thinks it's supposed to come up with a solution, you know, for your survival. And so I can't have if there's if there's peace there's no need for the ego because there's no need to try to survive anything. I don't know. It's just it kind of thrives on conflict. Because it what? We well, live in a dualistic illusion. Well, folks. I think it's guilty. We live in a dualistic illusion. That there's right and wrong, good and bad, holy and unholy. Okay? Now, part of that has something to do with our bicameral mind. Now, Dr. Allen, talk to us about the bicameral mind. Well, it's the deal where there's the left and right brain. And the um, left brain's sort of logical and masculine. And the right brain's sort of... um, spiritual and feminine that's where you get your input from god supposedly it's for your right brain the left brain's all everything's logical like an engineer or an accountant something like that the right brain being more like a mystic or an artist something like that and then, and so the left brain controls your right side of your body so that's your masculine side where you have your sword and the right brain controls the left side of your body which you have it's the shield it's the feminine side of your body is the left side where you receive things you receive the blows on your shield and so actually the corpus callosum is the big white matter tract like the big telephone lines that connect the right and left brain and in females the corpus callosum is bigger than in males so, yes it is so that's why some females it's they're, they're so connected between their right and left brains they don't know but difference between the right and left hands you know how some females are like that or in directions they don't really know which way is right or left but they're they're more intuitive because they're aware of both brains at the same time whereas males 
it's a smaller corpus closer and they're focused on the prey or the the predator you know and they said that men speak about 2,000 words a day and women speak about 8,000 words a day and so we're you know there's the defending the cave well, I don't know I've been around <laughs> some men that don't know when to be quiet I'm sorry okay well all right I'm gonna ask you about this because there are some spiritual um, teachers who have proposed this idea, and I can't think of the, the guy's name right now, um, that there is an assemblage point back here at the base of the, of the brain. And I'm wondering, and there are some other traditions that talk about that being the mouth of God, don't they? Yeah, Paramahansa Yogananda's tradition says that's the mouth of God, and it's in the material. So that bypasses, I mean, think about that. It bypasses the right and the left brain. See, as you were talking, what I was seeing was this whole idea that this oneness that Jesus talks about is our oneness in this big illusion. We're all in it together, okay? What if it is the corpus callosum that is, is, that speaks to, I'm sorry, what if it's the Holy Spirit that speaks through the corpus callosum? Or this mouth of God? See, I like this idea that the mouth of God or the, the assemblage point, I think it's uh, Carlos Castaneda uh, is, is the guy's name whose book I read, who talked about the assemblage point back here. Um, maybe that's how it bypasses the information, bypasses and goes right to the heart. I don't know. Is that possible physiologically? Through the nervous system I'm talking about? Well, anything's possible. There's so much we don't know. What kind of ganglia is here where, at this place where they're talking in, is the mouth of God? It's in the medu medulla, which is the bottom of the brainstem, and the next thing below that's the spinal cord, the cervical spinal cord. But And that's why they say we're all, we've always been connected and we always stay connected. I don't know. I'm just piecing this together here. Well, this these bodies are like machines or like a... Um, you know, communication device or like a computer. Where, are, are you, you could think of our eternal soul as like the software and the computer is like our, the hardware of the body. So the brain is just the hardware. It's not your mind. It's been proven that you can right. You can have inserted, you put cold water in somebody's brain, their EEG is flat, their brain's not functioning yet, their mind's out traveling around, seeing things that are going on on the 10th floor of the hospital. And, they, and so it's proven that even though the brain's not working, their mind is still out exploring and remembers everything it sees. So the, mm -hmm. the software is the sort of eternal soul that you have. And Part so, of us, yeah. And when, when they said last, in the first piece, then, that God made us in his image, God has no name and no form. So we're made in his image, so we don't have a name or a form. We're just God's son, an extension of the truth, an extension of love, an extension of God. And so we've built this form in this illusion with light, because that's what they say. We're just energy. Right. All the quantum physicists say that. Right. Okay. But what we're talking about here is, you know, how do we flow across this first obstacle that, we're, that the ego wants to try to get rid of peace 
See, there must be a connection between the, the interpretation of uh, and the functionality of the right and the left brain. Anyway, all right, let's move on. So, you know, it is this, this desire to get rid of it, you know, to get rid of peace that we have to... F- we have to first surrender to the fact that conflict is not good for us. I mean, physiologically, we know it's not good for us. That level of stress is not. It ages us. It, it, it creates tension in the body. It, it, you know, we know all of that. But it also is is difficult on the emotional body, the mental body, and the spiritual body. So how do we get ourselves into alignment to overcome this first obstacle and to to actually put ourselves in peace? Well, we answered that question in part one of our podcast on peace, and that is, be still and know that I am God. And how do you do that? Well, to have peace, you have to teach peace. So how are you teaching peace? Are you teaching peace through your perceptions? Are you perceiving peace out here? Are you perceiving conflict? Woo! Judgment brings up that judgment word. Are you watching the news where they're aggravating? They're talking about how this group of humans are aggravating the other group of humans and why you ought to take sides. Okay? That's been a real test for me. because I know. Like, Jesus says we're all sinless, guiltless, and innocent. And to whichever side of the political spectrum you want to look at TV and look at, let's just say, Obama and Trump or whoever you want to pick as extremes and opposites. To look at both of them and to say that whichever side you're on, you know, they are innocent, they are guiltless, they are sinless, takes a lot. And so you can watch the news. And, and they are. It gives you plenty of practice watching the news. What if they are you? Like you? What if not? they're not? It's even one step beyond. Okay? What if they are like you? But then one step beyond that is what if they are you? They are because... It's a reflection of who... We are as God's son. You know, the spirit of God that's in them is the same spirit of God that's in us. Yes. We are one. Yes. The truth is one. Okay. All right. So the biggest obstacle here is that perception cannot obey two masters because each of them, each is asking for messages of different things in different languages. What fear would feed upon, love overlooks. So when you, when you are um, not willing to let go of this first obstacle, okay, you're what, choosing... What's the first obstacle? <laughs> you have to, I like to see The one. first obstacle is the desire to get rid of it. Uh, the, the, you're not, okay, oh, so you're you're oh. having you're choosing between 
fear and love. So the ego is threatened by peace for some reason. Mm. Which generates fear. Yeah. Can you relate to that? Mm-hmm. How is your ego threatened by peace? Because if, if you lived in peace and in love, Well, there's no enemy out there. If there's just one, if you're in unity consciousness, there's just love, there's just God, there's just truth, there's just joy. There's no conflict. There's no separation. There's no need for the ego, really. Okay. See, that perspective uh, continues to reinforce to you that you're separate from God, whereas love tells you, no, you're living in God. Yeah. You are in God. And then, of course, he goes on and he talks about guilt and how all of that stuff manifests as well. But the second obstacle, you're going to love this one as a Taurus, the belief that the body is valuable for what it offers. What's that mean? Oh, it offers, um, you know, physical pleasure. And, well, you think... and when you identify as the body, you know, you're, it's all about food and survival and strength. And yeah, but we're going to, we're going to, yeah, all of that. To the ego, sin means death. And to so atonement is achieved through murder. That's the death march that the ego leads us on. At one minute, you're all going to die. Okay. <laughs> Well, the ego, the ego also thinks that we're all guilty. And so it's going to punish us by making us sick. Your ego is going to punish you by making you sick and aging and death, you know. And so the truth that you're innocent, guiltless, and sinless is against the egos. Well, here's the problem. The body does appear to be the symbol of sin while you believe it can get you what you want. The problem is you don't know what you want. Okay, we talked we touched on that in the last podcast. The idea that what? Food, sex, the the shiny the shiny uh, object syndrome. Everything outside of you. Everything outside of you is those are the things you want. When the truth is that isn't you don't even know what you want. This is the obstacle. You don't know what you want because you are unwilling to put yourself in a place to hear the voice of God. And the truth is, is what is the one thing we all want? What is it that makes us feel whole and safe? I'd say love, you know, peace and love. That's That's right. It's peace. Yeah. And when we know... That we are in God's hands. When we finally recognize that we are part of God and God is part of us, when we accept the fact that we live in God, meaning we're living in an environment of God and we're creating a mess for ourselves because we don't recognize that we've let the ego make our decisions instead of God. So, 
while you believe that these things, you know, that you want can give you pleasure, you also believe that it can give you pain. If you, if you believe, you know, the objective in life is to, you know, what is that, uh, that um, comic that says, you know, the, the uh, objective of life is uh, the, guy with, the guy with the most toys wins at the end of life. I mean, you know, is that pathetic or what? Because you can't take it with you. <laughs> you can't take it with you. Exactly. Okay, so to think that you could be satisfied and happy with so little is to hurt yourself. Most people would give up all their money just to be healthy again. You know, exactly. To be young and healthy. And to limit the happiness that you would have calls upon pain to fill your meager store and make your life complete. This is completion as the ego sees it. Okay? For guilt creeps in where happiness has been removed and substitutes for it. So the second obstacle that peace must flow across and, and closely related to the first is the belief that the body is valuable for what it offers. For here is the attraction of guilt made manifest in the body and seen in it. This is the value that you think peace would rob you of. What? The multi-million dollar home or business or, or the, you know, what is it? This is what you believe that it would dispossess, leaving you homeless. And it's this for which you would deny a home to peace. What has the body really given you that justifies your strange belief? (laughs) Here is the focus of the perception of atonement as murder. Here is the source of the idea that love is fear. Okay? All of it is this belief that your form... This is a belief in your form, your physical form, as opposed to your eternal soul. Your your eternal soul, your mind, yes. The Spirit of God inside you. So, peace is extended from you only to the eternal, and it reaches out from the eternal to you. It flows across all else. And again, how do you get there? How do you get to that center of the peace that surpasses all understanding. It's in your holy relationship with your Father's Son. That's you. You are your Father's Son. So, we're going to not focus on pleasure and pain, which is what the body does, right? And that's what the right and the left brain do. The third obstacle is the attraction of death. This goes to the beginning of this podcast. The death march. Okay. To you whose special relationship the Holy Spirit entered, it is given to release and be released from the dedication to death. Shiny object syndrome. Let go of it. Focus on the voice of God. 
and you are released from the death march. So, for it was offered you and you accepted, but you must learn still more about this strange devotion to death. <laughs> people, you have no idea how many people I have talked to probably in the last, <clears throat> I'd probably say in the last week, who are focused on their physical ailments. Okay, this is devotion to the body. And they have relayed to me in quite detail, analytical detail, that they know exactly what's going on with their body. I've got news for you. None of us do. You know, this man sitting across from me is a medical doctor, okay? If you could be a fly on the wall in the last 22 years, you would witness the number of discussions. I won't even call them arguments. Some of them rose to that level. <laughs> but because his fascination with the body, his, his career in the medical arena, and his dedication and devotion to healing using the medical approach has been amazing. At the same time, projecting on me ailments that I refuse to accept. It's been quite the journey, folks. You see, I'm not enrolled in the death march, and I never have been. So, what I want you to recognize is that what seems to be fear of death is really its attraction to death. And no one can die unless he chooses death. So make a choice right now. Get off the death march and join the path to eternal life. And the step to get there is to be still and know that I am God. So you can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit telling you. I had a conversation yesterday with a woman that I haven't talked to in well over a year. It was about a, a, a personal issue. And her defense regarding the issue was she has stage 4 cancer, blood cancer. And immediately I'm compassionate because she believes it's real. And I mentioned to her that there is a protocol that my husband became aware of as he attended an anti-aging uh, workshop. And she said, no, she said, I, I just, I don't believe in any of that. So if you can't open your mind to other possibilities, you're also shutting the door. You're creating an obstacle and it's out of fear. Guilt is feared and fearful, and yet it could have, could not have, I'm sorry, yet could have no hold at all except on those who are attracted to it and seek it out. So, is so it is with death. Made by the ego, its dark shadow falls across all living things because the ego is the enemy of life. Now, I will say that this woman I talked to has made peace, She's ready to die. She knows she's going to die. She has fully enrolled in the death march. 
She's been told she has three to five years to live, and she's accepted that. And at least she's at peace with that. You know, there is, God uses all things, all things for our well-being. And she is in peace. And, I, and I'm grateful that that's where she is. Okay, but a shadow can't kill, can it? What is a shadow to the living? So I want you to pay attention here. What we're really talking about is, are you going to be on the death march? Or are you going to live? It's the ego versus the Holy Spirit. And God. The ego versus the Holy Spirit, okay. Or God or whatever you want yeah, to call it. Yeah, yeah. It's life or it's death. Eternal life or death. The illusion of death, actually. Yeah, well, that's true. Because yeah. <laughs> Jesus says you can spend thousands of lifetimes and millions of years repeating the suffering of the ego over and over again, or you can learn the Course in Miracles, or you know, figure out how to do this and finish up, finish up in this lifetime. One thing is sure: God, who created neither sin nor death, wills not that you be bound by them. You who believe you have condemned the Son of God to this are arrogant. I want you to hear that. And it's the arrogance, our arrogance, of the ego, okay, that caused our separation to begin with. And this is, this is the authority problem that A Course in Miracles talks about. Unwillingness to accept that you didn't create yourself. God created you. Whether you like it or not, you are created in God's image and likeness. Are you going to align with the Father's will because He has a much broader perspective of life since He created life than you do? It's the past, the choosing God is the path that's less chosen. It makes all the difference in the world. It's the only real path. All the other ones are dead ends. Circular, they come back to, they come back to the truth eventually. The body no more dies than it can feel. It does nothing. Okay. Of itself, it is neither corruptible nor incorruptible. It's energy, people. It's an illusion. It is nothing. It is the result of a tiny mad idea of corruption which can be corrected. For God has answered this insane idea with his own, an answer which left him not and therefore brings the Creator to the awareness of every mind which heard his answer and accepted it. You who are dedicated to the incorruptible have been given through your acceptance the power to release from corruption. That's the power to be released from death. What better way to teach the first and fundamental principle in A Course in Miracles than by showing you the one that seems to be the hardest 
can be accomplished first. Your body is not the decision maker of whether you join the death march or not. So your, your health, your focus on your health or your disease, for some people it's the focus on the disease, gives you a purpose in life? What, what is that about? I mean, what do you think it's about, Dr. Allen? Well, in the anti-aging stuff, they always say that, you know, it's your choice, really. It's your choice. Do you want to, do you want to buy that T-shirt? I have this autoimmune disease, so now I have an identity. You know? <laughs> no Whereas, So you're relating it to your identity, yes. Yes, I can see that. You join a club and you join a community yeah. with that identity. The body can but serve your purpose. As you look upon it, so will it seem to be. Death, were it true, would be the final and complete disruption of communication, which is the ego's goal. Disruption of your communication with God. Now those who fear death see not how often and how loudly they call to it and bid it come to save them from communication with the Holy Spirit. For death is seen in safety. The great dark savior from the light of truth. The answer to God's answer. The silencer of the voice of God. Yet the retreat to death is not the end of conflict. Only God's answer is its end. So the obstacle of your seeming love for death, which peace must flow across, seems to be very great. For in it lie hidden all the ego's secrets, all its strange devices for deception, all its sick ideas and weird imaginings. You talk to us about the weird imaginings you see as a radiologist. I mean, it's just weird, some of the things you talk about. Yeah, I look at x-rays and of people from all over the place. And how many times a week do you see things you've never seen before? Every see, week. to me, you, you talk about that, and... That's fascinating to me because you see, we are creative beings, right? Yeah, now. But we're creating in the wrong direction. Because you can Google stuff or inter- look at the internet and find diseases you've never heard of. You know, like, you know that's, oh, somebody else has seen that. But. My brothers, children of our Father, this is a dream of death, and there's no funeral, no dark altars, no grim commandments, nor twisted rituals of condemnation to which the body leads you. Ask not release of it, but free it from the merciless, unrelenting orders you've laid upon it because you're on the death march. The fear of death will go as its appeal is yielded to love's real attraction. The end of sin, which nestles quietly in the safety of your relationship, 
protected by your union with God, is ready to grow into a mighty force for God. And it's very near. Because you're living in it. You're living in God. It's right here. It's part of you. All you have to do is choose it. So. Don't be afraid of the truth. I've been afraid of the truth all my life, but... Jesus said, you are the light of the world. In Matthew, he says, you are the light of the world. And of Course in Miracles, he says, you are the light of the world and you are the light of heaven. The fourth obstacle. This is the big one, folks. <laughs> this, is the, this is the authority problem right here. The fear of God. The fear of God. That's the truth. What would you see without the fear of death? What would you feel and think of if death held no attraction for you? What do you think? Very simply, you would remember your father. That's been buried in all of us, in our hearts. It's in there. The seed it's of in truth there. is in there. The creator of life the source of everything that lives, the father of the universe and of the universe of universes and of everything that lies beyond them, you would remember. And as this memory rises in your mind, peace must still surmount a final obstacle after which is salvation completed and the Son of God entirely restored to sanity. In the Course of Miracles, he is trying to get us to move our minds from insanity to sanity. And he uses logical thinking to get us there. This is, okay. why, this is why he gave it to some medical psychologists. Exactly. The fourth obstacle to be surmounted hangs like a heavy veil before the face of Christ, and yet his face rises beyond it, shining with joy because he is in his Father's love. And peace will lightly brush away the veil and run to meet him and join him at last. So, Talk about the fear of God you've had, because I know you have uh, you have expressed that you've been you've gone through several iterations of faith where you you know you wanted to die, you wanted to you were depressed, yeah, when, you were you were a kid who didn't understand what was going on. Yeah, when my mom died when I was in. Fourth grade, she was sick for between second grade and fourth grade, she was sick, and then she died, even though she had Blue Cross Blue Shield, and her husband was a doctor, and she got all the best medical treatment. So I was pissed at my dad and pissed at God and hated God, hated my dad, hated life, hated her for leaving me. So instead of turning to God, I. For how many years? Tell people how many years, huh? Well, it's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but I. But I've also had the experiences of the incredible love and light that you can experience in meditation with God. So uh -huh. it's like, you know, I'm. So. Every obstacle that peace must flow across is surmounted in just the same way. The fear that raised it 
yields to the love beneath. And so the fear is gone. And so it is with this. The desire to get rid of peace and drive the Holy Spirit from you fades in the presence of the quiet recognition that you love God. There's no fear there. And that's who you really are. There's really nothing besides God. The exaltation of the body is given up in favor of spirit, which you love as you could never love the body. And the appeal of death is lost forever as love Love's attraction stirs and calls to you. From beyond each of these obstacles to love, love itself has called. And each has been surmounted by the power of the attraction of what lies beyond. Your wanting fears seem to be holding them in place. Yet when you heard the voice of love beyond them, the voice of God, You answered, and they disappeared. And that's where we're going to leave this today. The quiet answer, again, be still and know that I am God. Learn how to hear the voice of God so that you can be each and every day on the path to eternal life. Again, thanks for joining us. This is Reverend Dr. Otter Renee Allen and Reverend Michael Scott Allen, MD, saying thank you for being here and moving yourself to the path of eternal life because that's who you really are. And again, you can... Subscribe to our YouTube uh, pod, where this podcast is also posted. Any podcast and our website, allianceofdivinelove.com forward slash Divine Life Dialogues. We invite you to join us on the path of health, wealth, wisdom, peace, love, and joy. So be it. So be it.